What is going on, replacements? Week one is over. Thankfully for me, that's right, it's me, Marcus, the CPO. Joined with me is the ICF, Louis Napolitano, here on this post-week one fantasy fallout. Lou, how are you doing today? I'm a winner. So, <sighs> yes, I'm you good. Are. You, I'm a winner. You are good. You are, you are very good. Your team... Did very well, and you're pretty happy. Your real life team, the Jets, freaking balled out. <laughs> yes, it was a it was a good weekend. I don't want to get overhyped on week one for real football or even my fantasy team because it is just one week. But uh, it was a good week, and uh, you know we'll just take it one week at a time. Yeah, well, I mean that that's you know real NFL, but it's also fantasy. It is a weekly game, and here on the FFR podcast, this is the only podcast for the league made by the league and we are not here just by ourselves lou we have a very special guest our third part we are whole today the final component and the best component of the league office the cfo nikki <laughs> chablani nikki how are you doing tonight i'm doing well i am also a winner in fantasy well my, the giants lost so yes in fantasy well, all right, so that's good. We run the whole spectrum. Lou won his fantasy matchup. His real team dominated. I mean, you won your fantasy matchup, but your Giants came up short. And then you got me, who loves the Cardinals, who had one of the worst performances of the week. Oh and then, of course, God. I lost pretty handedly to Sean by almost uh, 25 points. So congratulations, Sean. Good game. Glad I got the L's out of the way. I'm getting back into the W column this week against Crew Dogs because he sucks. And, Lou, you had a pretty hot take about Crew Dogs uh, earlier in the day. I believe I even got a text about it. Uh, You did. His team is absolute trash. (sighs) So you think he is destined for the seat of shame? He has. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Yes. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I do want to say this, though. We say this, I think, every year. And somehow he makes it to the playoffs. And one year he even won the freaking Falco. So he had he had the worst team in the league that year, the lowest scoring fantasy team in the league, and it wasn't even close. He was by like three hundred points, the lowest scoring team, and he won the championship. So I know. Say <laughs> lovey, that's fantasy. That's fantasy for you. But let us talk about Week One today's podcast. As always, every Tuesday after uh, the week has concluded, we talk about. The fallout, the fantasy fallout, that is. Within the league, we had six people who are very happy with their outcomes, and we have six who are <laughs> very disappointed. So uh, let's just get right into the fallout, and we'll start with, you know, the most important member of the league, Nikki, the CFO, as he goes by. Connor with an E, because he had to bench Le'Veon Bell and place a James Connor versus the greatest, our reigning champion, Wendell. But... Wendell, he may have ended his season with the ultimate W, but he starts out this year with the big L. Nikki, how do you feel about your team's performance? You know what? Can I just say, I mean, yes, I am known to be the nicest person in the league, but it is very nice to hand Wendell a loss. I'm just just saying that. (laughs) I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, but... Oh, I love beating Wendell. It is it is almost orgasmic beating that guy because he's so smug. And, Nikki, I'm looking at your lineup here, and I was listening to uh, last week's episode, me, Lou, and Spatty, and Lou had this hot take about James Conner, who you played, 
He said he's going to score points, but he's not going to put up left bell points. Lou, I'm looking at 31.70 points, the highest scoring person on Nikki's team, almost double the second place person. What do you feel about your uh, hot take? Uh, it was pretty cold. I mean, it was pretty cold. What are you going to say? He, the, the kid, the kid balled out. He looks good. Um, Nikki might be in the, the nicest position ever if this contract dispute goes in a way where uh, maybe Le'Veon Bell gets uh, traded, and all of a sudden he's got the steal of the draft and Le'Veon Oof. Bell. Unfortunately, and... that's probably a pipe dream at this point. <laughs> I think. Um, as you can probably imagine, I've done a lot of research since picking Le'Veon Bell with the number two pick and not taking Todd Gurley. Yes, yes, I know. Hey, you won. I know. I mean, that's all that matters, right, in in fantasy football is who wins and loses, right? So So I I want to throw this out there. You know, Nikki, you can answer this. Lou, I definitely want your input on it as well, though. But James Conner, I mean, he looks like the real deal only after one week. And doesn't seem a lot of progress coming up with Lev Bell. I mean, if we get two, three, four more weeks with no Lev Bell, is he droppable? <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> no, you no. can't drop him because as soon as you drop him, then he signs in your spot. <laughs> so, Nikki, you, you feel comfortable burning a roster spot for up to 10 weeks? Well, actually, this is a good time to point out something new that we added to the league this year. Once Le'Veon Bell is listed as out for the game, I can put him into the injured reserve spot that has been added to our league. So Interesting. I don't have to drop him. I can just keep him inactive. All right. So let's say any uh, leagues that may be listening don't have that luxury. Lou, you're saying hold on to Lev Bell for dear life? Absolutely. All right. Interesting. Interesting. So, Nikki, you beat Wendell 110.4 to 98.92. Wendell thought he had an amazing team. I'm looking at some pretty mediocre stuff here. Second round pick, Kareem Hunt, 4.9 rush points. Is this a repeat of, uh, you know, the middle of the season last year? No, he'll bounce back. Uh, I like Kareem Hunt. I like that pick. He'll, He'll be fine. I guess the biggest thing with Kareem Hunt is he didn't catch any passes this week, and normally he catches five-plus, so they didn't even target him in the passing game, and that's where a lot of his point value comes into play. So, I mean, there is technically a possibility that he this may be a sign of things to come, but I'm with Lou. I think he's probably going to bounce back and at least be a – a low-end RB1 for the rest of the year. So. I mean, with so many weapons on that Chiefs offense, not everyone can have their uh, day. And, of course, we'll get to the number one performer on the Chiefs uh, uh, coming up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, congratulations, Nikki. Wendell also suffered a season-ending injury to his tight end, Delaney Walker. He has the Skittles man from San Francisco, George Kittle, to fill that roster spot. But uh, should Wendell be worried? Is he going to be streaming for the rest of the season? He might be. He might be. Uh, I like Kittle though. So I mean, he had a good. He had a good game. Let's see if he keeps it up before he has to worry about streaming. But Kittle, Kittle's solid right now. Speaking of which, uh, season-ending injuries, not quite. But Nikki, you are the one who took the uh, dart throw on Doug Baldwin, and sure enough, everyone was avoiding him in the draft. He fell because of the injury, and of course, the irony of it is he injures his other knee, and he is <laughs> he is doubtful. He may be out for a few weeks. So. What would you say to all the Doug Baldwin owners out there? Well, um, hmm. 
I wish I kind of wish I didn't pick him. Not gonna lie. I'm looking. At, I'm looking at your bench. You got Sterling Shepard there waiting in the rings. Not uh, rings, wings. Uh, not a bad plug and play. But after that, I don't know. Corey Davis. Okay. I mean, that's the guy I'm most comfortable with. Corey Davis at this point is because he is their number one target. Only issue with him is they don't have a QB. So. Um. Well, anyway, Nikki, congratulations. You overcame adversity in week one. You're James Conner, 30 points, epic. I think he was the uh, number two running back this week. Yes, he was. So uh, good for you, man. I'm happy for you. I always love it when you win. If I don't get the Falco, you are the person I want getting it. That will always be the case. And Wendell, you suck. I'm so (laughs) glad that you lost. You're going to keep losing. Just God, you're—he's pathetic. Anyway, yeah, I'm—I'm I'm, I'm very ecstatic right now. So let, let's move on. We've already ate up enough time there. <laughs> let's go to another winner with Lewis, alcohol fueled over genetically superior genes. So Lou, obviously the big thing that jumps out to me, your number one draft pick, Alvin Kamara, RB one for the week, almost a forty burger. You gotta be feeling pretty good about that number what seven pick, right? Yeah, I absolutely loved I, I traded up to that number seven pick, hoping and praying, hoping and praying Kamara would be there. And uh, it aligned perfectly for me. So, yeah, I'm very happy with that. I mean, good. I'll Je- take it. Jesus. Two ru- rushing touchdowns, a reception touchdown, 112 reception yards. The guy is a freaking monster. And if he keeps that up, he is a league winner. And I am very jealous because he was on my team last year. <laughs> and I got him for peanuts. I mean, you paid a premium price, but it looks like you are definitely going to be getting your money's worth. The scary part is, is he only had eight carries. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Lou, I want to talk about your reach of the draft. You said it was a big reach. Trey Burden, I think, in the fifth round. He only got you two points. How are you feeling about that? Well, the guy gets open. Uh, Trubisky just couldn't find him. I, I, I'm not panicking yet with that offense. Trubisky, we'll see how he does and see if he gets any kind of rapport with him or not. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to panic right now. Maybe after week three we'll have a different conversation. But I got, I got Tyler Eifert as well, and if he stays healthy, he looks like he, uh, he'll, be, he'll be up there. So I'm feeling okay at the tight end <laughs> position at the moment. Would you be panicking if you are Gene with Amari Cooper putting up two and a half points, his defense minus three, his uh, number two running back, Peyton Barber, doesn't even break seven. I mean, Andrew Luck did okay coming back, Devontae Adams, but, uh, I mean, Gene barely broke 100 points. I mean, I'm only looking at Emmanuel Sanders, 24 and a half points. <sighs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually surprised he got 104 points. I did not think he would get to 100. <laughs> it didn't feel sure. like it. <laughs> Uh, it didn't feel like it, but I, I didn't think he'd get there. I think he might have got some garbage points somewhere. Who knows? But, um, yeah, Amari Cooper was was the guy that me personally, like I said, I had going much later in the draft than where he went. I, I didn't like him this year. I don't know what it is about Amari Cooper coming out of college. He's ha- he had a good rookie season, a lot of hype on him. I was almost buying into it, but there's just things about him I don't like. And uh, mm-hmm. he, he's a, he's a no-draft guy for me, actually, on my board. If I had him drafted, it would be later, but he's not a guy I want. 
with what happened with Amari Cooper last season and how this season's starting now, I'll ask this again. When does he become droppable? Last week. Ooh. <laughs> Before I don't, the draft. I don't think you can drop him. And I say that because um, they look uh, – Derek Carr looked pretty bad yesterday. He looked like he was scared. He looked like – he was running away from pressure that really wasn't there. So right, you're not selling me on keeping him rostered right now, Nick. But <laughs> he is their number one target. Um, is he? Really, their only target? I mean, Jared Cook. Come on, we can't count on him because he well, has one they, blow up game a year. They got Jordy happen. Nelson, and uh, you know, uh, Martivius Bryant was back in the building today. They look. Uh, they may sign yeah. him. They may resign him. We'll see. So I ask you about uh, Gene's team right here. He, you know, here's another dart throw. He decided to take Mark Ingram, you know, like early mid rounds. If you're taking these L's though, this first part of the season, is this going to be worth it? I mean, he's not playing till what week six? Because the no, I don't think he plays till week. Yeah, I don't think he plays till week seven at the earliest. Because week five, even if he plays, he's not playable. Then they go on the bye week six, so. He, he ain't playing till week seven at the earliest. So, yeah, I mean, it was an early pick. I mean, it's not a bad gamble if, if Peyton Barber kind of pans out. He's got Ezekiel Elliott. That's not bad. And, and then after that, he really doesn't have any backup. As, as long as uh, Peyton Barber and Elliott don't get injured, you know, he might be able to hold on to him. It's not a bad combo. I think Peyton Barber's got the number one spot locked down there in Tampa Bay. He didn't have a great week this week, but they were throwing the ball like crazy on the Saints. They didn't have to run. I think he'll be fine. Put up decent numbers. If he would have got a touchdown, it would have been a great week for a good week for Barber, but just didn't pan out that way. So I I think he's fine, but he's just not going to play until week seven. Let's look at this cheese curd eating piece of craps bench right here. Randall (laughs) Cobb, 24.7 points on the bench. He also has Devontae Adams. So very homerish. What do you do? I know he's tried to make some trades already with Cobb in the mix. I think it's smart, but do you think anyone's smart enough to take the bait? Uh, yeah, there's value there. It's hard to have two wide receivers on the same team, but you know, there's value in, in trading Cobb. I think Cobb's going to get some looks. Uh, I'm interested in Cobb. I was kind of looking at it today. Like, mm, what, what, what kind of trade could I make? I mean, I have an idea of what I might offer him since I think he is a little thin at a position we just spoke about. So maybe we will see. So let's move on. Speaking of two receivers on the same team, crew dogs handed his first L of the season from, and I know you hate this Lou cooking up some juju <laughs> hoops team currently sitting in fourth place. One by 23 points. My dad, as I mentioned, has Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. I do, I do not think that is a sustainable uh, system moving forward. No, it's definitely not. He's, he's got to trade one of them. I also, as a matter of fact, I looked at him today and said, I, I would trade for, for one of those guys possibly. Um, but I'm just having a – for me personally, I'm having a tough time. I'm like, I don't want to let go of anybody on my team right now. There's only <laughs> one guy I'm like, eh. And that happens when you win, you know, you, you get the W and you're feeling pretty good yeah, about your team. I don't want to mix anything up. And, and to be quite honest, I'm looking at, you know, there's guys on the waiver wires. We'll talk about it later that uh, I kind of like that. If I was going to swap anybody out, I don't want to make a trade. I'd rather grab these guys off waivers. Yeah. Matt Stafford, he put him in his Georgia Bulldog, 10 points, just a horrific performance. I know you enjoyed every second of it. Yes. Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> 
I mean, I think Crew Dogs has pieces. I don't think I really don't think his team is the worst team uh, in the it's league. Debatable. But, he has the, no he has no backup running backs, and his his number two running back might not even be the starter there. So he basically has one running back on his roster. Maybe two because yep. and he only I, got double digit points, David Johnson. That is for a because of a garbage time touchdown and just a horrific game. Nikki and I were at in person, and <laughs> I wanted to jump off the balcony. Well, <sighs> that was after the first quarter. Too, that was so. that was bad. Um, and uh, so let's talk about uh, hoops team for a second, Slew. Any words? Um, his his bench is absolutely terrible. Like there's not a single player on his. I mean. The maybe crowd. Isaiah – listen, the maybe Crowell, but again, that game was such a blowout. You're not going to get that from Crowell every week. And, and, you know, Bilal Powell had most of the carries. He had most of the snaps. Crowell just made the most of his opportunity. I don't think it's going to change the dynamic. Again, being a Jet fan, knowing what's going on, it's not going to change the dynamic of how they use Crowell, but he's going to – this is it. He'll have a week like this, and then he'll have two weeks where it's very average, and then he'll have a week like this, and then three weeks. I just don't see it. You know, I think Bilal Powell is going to get more looks, more opportunities to be more consistent in fantasy. But, you know, Crowell's going to have these games. He's not a bad back to have, you know, if, if for your plug-in guy, which he kind of is. Um, so I think he's probably the best guy he's got on the bench. Well, uh, I mean, he outscored the rest of his bench combined. Well, yeah, I mean, the rest of his bench, I mean, first of all, he's got some, he's got about three wasted players on his bench right oh, now yeah. between, between Cameron Meredith, Michael Gallup and DJ Moore. That's a <sighs> waste. He, uh, listen, that offense in Dallas is terrible. Absolutely terrible. Hor- horrid. It's, it's Michael Gallup. It's just not good. He's, he's, there's better guys on the waiver wires that you could that you could pick up over Ugh, just... over Gallup and Meredith. I mean, they were terrible picks. DJ Moore as well. I mean, I I do like the pick of DJ Moore in a draft because you know rookie. But after I'm... watching what happened, I mean, maybe you give DJ. I'm just Moore gonna say week. I'm just gonna say this about Hoops' team. If Aaron Rodgers didn't get that like injection of whatever drug they gave him in the locker room, he would be looking at an L right now because that's what carried him. <sighs> to victory well, this week. Aaron Rodgers will probably, you know, carry him to victory. I think, you know, he'll get better performances out of Marvin Jones moving forward. But I honestly, I think the rest of his team is is wh- what they did is what you're going to see from them with a couple of, you know, a couple of decent games here and there. Um, he's got some higher potential at Dal- with Dalvin Cook. But, you know, CMC, I think he's going to get vultured all year long at the short yardage goal line stuff. So he'll, he'll put up some yards, but... I don't see. I don't think you're going to see a lot of touchdowns out of him. Yeah, yeah. Hoops needs to trade. That's the thing. Hey, he he said it today. No one offered. No one sent him any offers. Because here's uh, the funny part: because any anyone that is worth trading, he will he not trade. trade. So yeah. it's pointless. You know, he's I, the male Christina. Yeah. So he thinks he's going to trade Gallup and Meredith or Breda and get something for them, and he's uh, he's not. Well, anyway, let, let's move on. In fact, Lou, I was setting you up. You know, I thought, well, as soon as I said, let's talk about Hoops team, you're just going to do the old ICF thing and go, nope, moving on, nothing. <laughs> so, all right, uh, now let's go to uh, a big matchup, a matchup of Titans. That is our first place uh, 
position now, 100 proof spatty. Great victory over Greg. The rain's down in Africa. In fact, oh, there it is. The music right there. I can hear it. It's so majestic. Poor Greg. Once again, him and Spatty, you know, it's ironic because they're the two people who always have the baller games, but they always lose to the person who just does just a little bit better. <laughs> Even though they beat the rest of the league. Oh, well, when you put Tyreek Hill on your bench, you're probably going to lose. Yeah. <sighs> Tyreek Hill on the bench because Greg Olson was hurt and he thought Devin Funches was going to get TDs in bunches. Did not happen. I mean, I honestly, I would have played Funches as well. I would have sat Golden I'm, Tate. Oh, I would have sat Golden Tate. And that's what I would have did. In, in his game. I would have thought the same exact thing. I like Funches. He's the number one there. Golden Tate, you know, I mean, he got some garbage points yesterday. Uh, you know, at the, at the end of that game, he picked yeah. up some yardage. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I just want I to say, played Hill. you leave Hill on the bench. This is the same kind of stuff that led Greg to the seat a few years ago. I was you know? just about to say that. This is <laughs> the same thing that happened when he lost, when he finished in last place a couple years ago. Just couldn't figure out the right players to pick, unfortunately. Uh, usually that's my job. I, I'm usually good at, you know, drafting a great team but playing all the wrong players. So I, I feel his pain. I feel and his that's pain. the thing. Greg has a beast team. Phillip Rivers did well. Keenan Allen got those double points. Saquon, you know, had a little bit of a slow start on Sunday, but he came roaring back. Marshawn Lynch did okay last night. Having that little touchdown helped. Yeah, uh, I think the same problem – Outside of his wide receiver position, just the one guy between Golden Tate and Hill and Funches and uh, Keenan Allen, like his bench is, is not, not good. Let's go to Spatty, his top performer, Michael Thomas, with 30 points. Oh, man, that, that is pretty tasty. But, I mean, there are some better wide receivers out there. I'm looking at it. Michael Thomas was number four for the week. You know, behind Tyreek Hill, of course. Um, <laughs> Kenny Stills and Deshaun Jackson had a sneaky game. Um, yeah. and we'll talk about that in waivers coming up. But, yeah, Spatty did well. You know, uh, Michael Thomas, Cam Newton did okay. Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, this is something I want to ask you both about. They both put up plus 20 points. Is this something? If you have both of them, can you roll them both out every week, a la, you know, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram? Last year, yeah, uh, I think so. I think there really is a lot of trust trust with Eckler and getting him in the game and, and spelling him. So I, I think there is – you're going to see Eckler put up some decent points week in and week out. I would say it would be a pretty big risk to play them both at the same time, um, obviously, because he's, he's – Eckler is not a, a runner by any means. He, he got most of his points from – the passes that he caught mm-hmm. on five targets or five catches on five targets for 87 yards and a TD. So I would say he's, I wouldn't treat him any more than, than a handcuff at this point. I mean, you'll run into that every once in a while, but you interested uh, in trading for one of these guys. I like Eckler. I, I, I could see him. He was on the field a lot with Gordon for the simple fact that he will get a lot of passes. So, you know what? He so this is something up. I want to ask. I mean, Eckler was only two points behind Melvin Gordon. So let's say uh-huh. you offer a trade for Melvin Gordon. You're probably, you know, going to be giving up some uh, big equity there. I mean, is can the same be said for Austin Eckler? No, because, you know, Gordon's the workhorse. And mm-hmm. Eckler's going to be a little bit more up and down. 
I like him. I think he's going to be very consistent. I think he he's a solid. If you need a number three back to plug in, he's the guy to get. But what do, what do you give up for him? Uh, mm-hmm. You're not going to trade the same value that you're going to trade for a Melvin Gordon, the guy that's going to you know get the bulk of everything. Definitely something to keep an eye on. If both guys keep uh, balling out like that, you know, yeah, that that could change. Who knows? That could you know, in week six, week seven. They might be getting so many touches, scoring the same amount of points. Yeah, Eckler's value could go could skyrocket if he could do this every week. You know, and listen, this is what people started talking about Kamara and Ingram last year. Can you do that? Can you do that? At the end of the year, the answer was yes. You could have played both of them <laughs> down the stretch and been fine. Uh, but the foresight right now is it's yeah. not common to happen. It could, though. Well, he's on Spatty's team. We don't call him the fantasy savant for nothing. First place in the league. Congrats, Greg. Seventh best of the rest right now all right two more matchups to go to we'll go to christina and randy probably two of the worst fantasy players in the league and in my opinion uh just because it's randy and then christina just doesn't trade i offered her so many trades you know i know the fallout in the past christina's gotten upset with me because i'm always you know clowning on her fantasy skills i offered her some great trades today i'm sure you did as well lou and we get instant rejection I offered her one trade. I wouldn't say it was great. I threw it out there to see what she was thinking. But here's the biggest problem with Christina, and I'll be quite honest. These are the, the fantasy players like this are the ones I don't want in the league. <laughs> I'm being honest. I, sorry, Christina. I love you, but I, you got to communicate back. Make a counteroffer. Tell me there's absolutely – like, talk. Communicate. She just rejects it and moves on with her life, and she never trades. She does not negotiate. She doesn't even say what she wants. She just wants the perfect trade to her. And that, that's not how this works. So it, I feel like it's a wasted spot in the league when someone doesn't participate like they should in, in trades. Well, and here's the like thing that. with Christina. Like, she is probably one of the luckiest fantasy players I've ever seen <laughs> because she has – you know, she doesn't feel like she needs to trade because, look, she had a player get her zero points – and she had her defense get negative four, and she still beat Randy. And that's the kind of thing. Stats be damned. A win's a win, and she probably thinks she has the greatest team. I'm looking at the bench. Uh, but w- <laughs> winners win. That's what we say. Winners win. And she beat Randy by, what, three points? <laughs> yeah, listen, it's a, I'll always say this, right? Fantasy is all about luck. <laughs> yeah. So – She's she's very lucky right now, but listen, yeah, she's got one, two, three, maybe four players on her bench that should get dropped, and maybe one on her starting roster that should be dropped. Yeah, well, Marquise so. Goodwin, questionable, uh, makes Pierre Garçon very valuable. So if anyone has Pierre Garçon in the league, he's probably soon pretty, probably waiting for some sweet blockbuster offers. My uh, whoever that owner is. My just quick point on on Christina trading, she's been in the league for about three years now, I think. Yep. And uh, I made her trade offers that first year, and realized ever since then it's not worth it. So I haven't I haven't made a trade offer <laughs> in two years. I probably won't. So work. Christina, this is your intervention. Trade with us. What does Lou say? Love me. Love me. <laughs> Love me. Love me. <laughs> It's your intervention and your warning. Jesus, you're going to lose your spot in this league if you don't participate <laughs> yeah. in this stuff. I'm not saying make bad trades, but <laughs> there's trades to be made. And I've seen, I've, I've heard some offers that she's gotten in years past. And I'm like, how did she not pull the trigger? <laughs> Matter of fact, 
she didn't make one trade the first year. And I, and I even told her, I'm like, if you would have made that trade, you would have been in the championship game. But she didn't make the trade and she got bounced in the first round, which I always tell her she's going to because she just she holds steady. Well, she holds steady. At least she's a winner, which is more than I can say. Because I am a loser. And speaking of losers, Randy lost to Christina despite having uh, the what the QB two of the week, Drew Brees, thirty-seven points. Julio Jones put up twenty-three for him. His defense got a late garbage time TD, which uh, took him out of eleventh place, rocking him up to nine. But then the rest of his team, well, he played he played the wrong running back. He played the wrong tight end, and yes, he did. Uh, and he's uh, his wide receivers are not not the best outside of Julio. I mean, well, Chris Hogan is okay, but like anything with that Patriot team outside of Gronkowski, you never know who's going to be the guy. Especially with Edelman, you know, going to be out till week five, maybe longer, because then he's got to get back into shape. Outside of Gronkowski and Edelman, when he's healthy. That passing game is going to be – it could be anybody. It could be yep. anybody. And Chris Hogan is going to be an up-and-down play, and you never know when you're going to play him. So that's, that's you know, a huge issue. And Randy enough. acquired Chris Hogan in a trade with Spatty. So as much as we were just bemoaning Christina for not trading, I bet Randy's yelling at us right now going, don't trade because you get <laughs> one and a half points from Chris Hogan. Yeah, and, and I'm just not a fan of Sammy Watkins whatsoever. Yeah. Another guy, much like Amari Cooper, that would be a very late-round draft pick. But for me, I would he's on my no-draft board. I, I wouldn't even touch him. Me too. He's on my no-draft board as well. Speaking of no-draft board, let's move to the final matchup of the week. Myself and Gotham Rogues versus Shant, the S-Boy Wonder. I guess he was. it was a play because my team name comes from the Batman universe and Boy Wonder. It's just – but his nickname's terrible to begin with. Let's just get that straight. S-Boy. It's, it's awful. Yeah, it's it's a nice way of saying fuck boy for, like, you know, these, these cougars out there. Like, let's, be, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he wants to be. But he smokescreened me. He drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, but he wisely benched him for Andy Dalvin. One of Spatty Starties last week and let's just let's give a round of applause for spatty starties and cities because that guy was on freaking fire this weekend with those hot takes god i mean even if he would have played garoppolo he still would have won but um but it was definitely the right play, move you get, you know, it's didn't. all about getting points my team, and points. In. My team just underperformed you know the sean watson heralded you know uh second year quarterback just yeah, looked the, the god fournette, awful the fournette injury hurt a lot you know, so Watson and Fournette is really what the Ravens game, were too good against the Bills. They didn't even need to use Alex Collins after his first touchdown. And then, of course, we had the Tyree Kill megathon, which left Travis Kelsey with one point. And I know I've said this off podcast to you guys before, but Greg and I have a running joke from last year. Whenever Tyree Kill blows up, Kelsey is nowhere to be found and vice versa. Those guys can just not have a good game together. And it looks like that trend is continuing in 2018, but I'll ride the roller coaster because I love Travis Kelsey. I'm a little worried about Travis Kelsey. I don't know why. I just feel like that offense is changing with Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt and Watkins trying to, you know, trying to stretch the field more and the things that they want to do. I think they're, I think they might be going away from that tight end centric offense this year. 
he may become a little bit more touchdown dependent. Oh no, 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 yeah. no. But, yeah. You know, let's let's not talk about oh, God. I whatever. I, I I got some good stuff on my my bench at least. Hopefully with Chris Godwin and Mike the Bike. I picked up Doug Martin after just dropping Christian Kirk. Just took a dart throw. He will be dropped this week for my uh, waiver ads. But uh, before we move on to waivers, just talk talk about uh, Sean's team. Mike Evans, you know, did very well just because of the Fitz Magic show that happened down there in Tampa Bay. So, Lou, you know, I, I know I talked to you about this on Xbox Live the other day. Having been on the Fitz Magic train before when he's doing really well. So, officially, is this going to be sustainable for Tampa Bay? Will there be a quarterback controversy in two weeks? Uh, probably. Fitz, Fitzpatrick does this, and he's, he's going to create a controversy. And I, I, I truly believe... Uh, they're not sold on Winston. Winston is just, you know, he's just another guy at quarterback. And to take him at a number one overall pick and just to be a good quarterback, mm-hmm. that's, that's, I don't know. I don't think, I, I, and he's a head case. Who knows? If he keeps playing like this, obviously you're not going to, this isn't Tom Brady coming back from an injury. This <laughs> is Seamus Winston. He's, he's riding the bench if Fitzpatrick's playing, still playing great football. Well, Sean had the most um, running back, you know, best running back performance of the whole league, both his running backs in the twenties with Todd Gurley and Joe Mixon. I definitely think this is something that is going to be a common theme this year. Unfortunately for the rest of us, both look really good. I know Nikki did a lot better than Todd Gurley uh, this week, but Gurley has the Cardinals next week. And judging by what we've seen in person, that is bad news. The only uh, blemish on uh, Sean's team actually is Greg Olson. He is, he is out. And there he has one of your old guys, Lou, Austin Safarian Jenkins waiting in the wings. So would you say Shant is going to be looking at Jared Cook? Um, he's probably going to be looking at a tight end or else he'll be, he'll be, you know, taking flyers each week on tight ends if he doesn't get someone he feels comfortable with. Well, week I think in that's, week out. I think that's a great segue to our uh, last uh, or to our next segment. To the waiver wire we go. I'm going to find a cool drop right here. I'll find it later. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe I'll just use that. I like it. Waivers. (laughs) Week one is in the books for uh, the 2018 season. So, Nikki, I'll start with you since Lou just loves to freaking talk on and on and on. (laughs) Who are your top two waiver wire ads or pickups this week? So I think Lou is not going to be surprised by this one, but my first waiver wire pickup is none other than, none other than Mr. Quincy Anunwa. So Mr. Anunwa, I think had like ten targets plus uh, a touchdown and a touchdown. Uh, like watching that game for as little as I got to, you, Darnold and Anunwa looked in sync from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, I was, I had my eye, I told this to Lou before the draft, I had my eye on an NY, I just didn't think he was draftable at that point because he was coming off of the neck injury. But, I mean, he looked like how he did in 2016, and, and he was a, he was a, a Crowder, Jamison Crowder-esque in 2016. So, um, I think definitely he's number one. Yeah, that, that's not a bad pick at all. And, you know, I totally agree with you, you know, about the game itself. Unless you're a Jets fan, that was freaking brutal to sit through. 
you know, just with the play and of course the commentary out there. Oh God, that, that was tough, but Lou loved it. Right. He had a good time. I absolutely 100% did love it. Did yes, you have a mini great. freak out when uh, Sam, the man threw that pick six his first of pass? course, of course, I, I'm a Jets fan. I had a mini freak out throughout the whole game. I was waiting for the wheels <laughs> to come off. As soon as it was 17-17, I said, and here we go. Um, but I was happy at the point of how Darnold was playing, you know, after the first pass and at that point. But it's the Jets. I'm always convinced that they're going to somehow find a way to, you know, shit the bed. So, Nikki, Dar- Darnold's out there on the waiver wire, not just in our league, but probably in a lot of other leagues. Is he your number two? He is not my number two, I'll say. I think Donald is probably at least – he needs at least five to six more games before he even becomes a viable waiver uh, pickup. But okay. my number two is actually going to be – might be surprising, might be kind of lame, but the number one wide Ooh. receiver in Seattle just went down with another knee injury, and they need somebody to replace him. And Brandon Marshall is sitting there on the waiver wire. Former Jet. Uh, Brandon Marshall looked pretty good, even though he was he looked way worse with the Giants last year, fortunately. Uh, <laughs> with Seattle, he looked really good. He got a touchdown. I mean, he's no more than like a – I heard somebody call him a glorified tight end because <laughs> he doesn't have the motion and the speed that he used to have, but he is good for touchdowns, so – that would be my number two waiver wire pick for this. this Interesting. Week. Very, uh, you know, fantasy savantish, if you will. Brandon Marshall. I haven't heard his name a lot in the past 24 hours. Uh, Lou, do you have two names for me? Well, I agree with Nikki. Wide receiver was, wide receiver was definitely in Nunwa. Um, you know, I know other people might be looking at Dorsett. Um, but again, I, I just don't trust anything in New England on who's going to be the up and who's going to be the down that week as far as which wide receiver they'll be targeting. I think it's the same thing with their running back situation. They like to confuse people. Game plan for Hogan, throw it to Dorsett. Game plan for Dorsett, throw it to Hogan. So, yeah, Anun was my number one wide receiver. And uh, running back and, you know, I don't know. There's not a really uh, there's Ugh. a lot of wide receivers I I kind of like out there besides Anunua as well that I think people should look at. Obviously, Deshaun Jackson had a really really good game, mm-hmm. and I think that if they might spread the ball around over there, so Deshaun Jackson could be another guy to look at. But uh, yeah, I think my number two guy, to be quite honest with you, I'm gonna just change it all up. It's Eric Ebron. Really? Yeah. I've been saying, I've been saying he, he's, there's something about him in that offense that just fits. They like the double tight end set over there. And uh, I think he's going to do well. I think he's went, he had too much pressure under on him in Detroit. I think he likes an enemy. I, I can't even say that word. Holy <laughs> shit, that did not come out very well. Anyway, I'm not I think he's, that. yeah, don't even bother. Uh, I'm not even drunk this time. I should have been drinking. At least I'd have an excuse. Um, I think he likes playing in Indianapolis. I think he's, he's the tight end to actually have over Jared Cook. All right. So Ebron over Cook. Nikki, is this a smoke screen for waivers tonight? Potentially. Yes. Potential there. So. <laughs> Um, oh, Lewis, I can there, trust him. He's a good ICF. He's very magnanimous. So I, I like it. I like the picks, gentlemen. So 
Lou, you're putting in your picks tonight. Our league, the replacements, we have a $2 uh, free agency acquisition budget for the season. $200. What did I say? $2. Two. Did I say $2? <laughs> I want my $2. Jeez. <laughs> no, two, 200 bones, 200 doll hairs, as Greg likes to say. Uh, how much of that are you blowing in week one? Uh, you know, I don't... I, you got to hold on to your money for a, a, a catastrophe, a catastrophic event, and you have to get someone. Um, there's no catastrophic events. I think everybody needs to be wise about what they spend. And, you know, you can't really go crazy. I was looking at some numbers today. You know, what, what are you going to spend on, your, on a top waiver wire pickup this week? $10, $20, somewhere in, in between there. I think going over there is – I mean, you could if you really want your guy <laughs> – I just don't know. I mean, I just don't know if that makes sense to do that this early in the season because you might want to be – if you spend $30, $40 this week oh. and $30, $40 next week, and then all of a sudden somebody goes down a running back and all of a sudden somebody becomes the number one star in that situation, kind of like when Le'Veon Bell went down and D'Angelo Williams stepped in and mm-hmm. you needed to have D'Angelo Williams on your team, you know, you're going to want to put in a big amount of money and then – and trust me, I know a couple of guys in this league. They're going to be squirreling <laughs> their money, waiting for that to vulture. I know. They'll have no problem spending $125 for that one guy. I like I the financial advisor. I will be doing that. <laughs> I like the savviness of the people in the league. You know, I caught on to it. This is actually, full disclosure, my first year doing the fab. But I could definitely see, you know, people uh, using their mind games in the league today, saying they're going to throw down $60, $75 on Jared Cook. Um I'm not falling for it. There are people who don't listen to this podcast who will be falling for it. Listen, Jared Cook, if you really feel like what he did last night is something that's going to be consistent and your guy got injured, a la Delaney Walker, Greg Olson, then maybe you do put down a a big bid for him. I just don't think outside of – again, there was no catastrophic event last night Mm -hmm. outside of tight ends where you'd want to do that, but do you want to blow your budget this early in the year on a tight end? <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. <sighs> no, no, I don't, I don't see it either. Or do I? Uh, we, we will see tomorrow how the waiver uh, wire shakes out. Uh, I'm very interested to see people pick up. And, you know, I've been saving this question just for you guys, just for our league. Do you think anyone in the league is picking up Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yes. Yes. Who do you think it is? Uh, if we say it, he won't do it. <laughs> I you think want I, that I, person to do it. I, I see I'm it. The mind game. Who I think it would be because I don't think he listens to the podcast. Uh, no, he definitely listens to the podcast. Who I'm thinking. So, all <laughs> oh, the mind games are foot. And you know that's something I don't think gets a lot of uh, on the spotlight. You know, on a lot of these fantasy podcasts are just like the psychological. Uh, you know, wherewithal. Oh, every to... every league does it, right? <laughs> every league does it. There's smoke screens and BS every which way from Sunday. Spatty loves to play that more than yes, anybody in this league, but we all <laughs> love to play it. It's so. great. <laughs> it's great. Oh, so yeah, I, I'm definitely curious to see who gets Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, on waivers. I do think myself someone is getting it, not me, <laughs> uh, or maybe, uh, but we will see. Who gets that? So, all right, guys. So, we, that's the fallout. We went through all the matchups. Congrats again to the winners. We previewed the waiver wire a little bit. 
Um, Lou, do you have any uh, parting words for any of the listeners out there, league or not? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Nikki, uh, one thing I want to do for you as we wrap this up, and here comes, since you're our special guest, here comes the sound drop for you. I want you to do a 60-second slam. I know we're only a day into week two, but your opponent coming up in week two is none other than i'll keep trying to buy myself some time christina gronk and see my td so nikki you got 60 seconds or less to tell christina why you are gonna beat her let's hear it james connor that's all i need to say I, I, you know, cut the music. Just, uh, <laughs> just, I'm giving you an outlet to you know, right. be okay. creative, okay. have fun, okay. you know, all talk right. some smack, and all you have okay. for me are two words from a all backup right. running back. All right, okay. All right, hold on a second. Hold on. And go. James Conner. Ah, that's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of here. We will see you later on this week. I will be joined with the fantasy savant, Mr. First Place himself, 100 proof for spatties, starties, and cities. On behalf of myself, the ICF, and the CFO, I wish you all a great week. And I just got to say, I love this league. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm out.